وَالَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا And those who disbelieve بِآيَاتِ اللَّهِ In the signs, in the verses of Allah وَلِقَائِهِ And His meeting أُولَٰئِكَ Those يَئِسُوا مِن رَحْمَتِي They have despaired from my mercy يَئِسُوا From yes يَا To give up hope To not have any hope So those who reject Those who reject Allah's ayat those who reject the meeting with Allah, basically the hereafter, such people have despaired from Allah's mercy. Meaning they'll never attain Allah's mercy. They'll never attain it. Why? Because they're not striving for it. And through their disbelief, they have basically shown that they don't want Allah. They don't want Allah's mercy. And when is it that you say, you don't want something anymore? When you've basically given up. So أُولَٰئِكَ يَئِسُوا مِن رَحْمَتِي وَأُولَٰئِكَ لَهُمْ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ And those, for them, is a painful punishment. In hadith we learn that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has divided His mercy into how many parts? 100 parts. One part of His mercy, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has descended where? In this world. One part. And who is Allah? Ar-Rahman. So just 1% of Allah's mercy, its effects we see in this world. It's because of that mercy that people, that creatures have affection for one another. It's because of that mercy that even those who disbelieve in Allah are given air to breathe, are given opportunities where they can have fun and they can enjoy life. That 1% of Allah's mercy. Just imagine how vast that is. 99 parts of Allah's mercy are reserved for the hereafter. So if a person rejects the hereafter, hasn't he deprived himself of Allah's mercy? Hasn't he deprived himself? What a huge deprivation. I mean, how unfair could a person be with himself that he's depriving himself of 99% of Allah's mercy? 1% of Allah's mercy, right now, because of that we get deceived. Because of that we get deceived. That just because we did something wrong, nothing happened, we think, oh, it's okay for me to do it. 99% of Allah's mercy is reserved for the hereafter. And when a person has rejected Allah, when a person has rejected the meeting with Allah, then he has really deprived himself. And none is to blame except him. Now what happened? Ibrahim a.s. He addressed his people. What was the response of his people? فَمَا كَانَ فَمَا صُنَاتْ كَانَ It was. جَوَابَ قَوْمِهِ The response of his people. إِلَّا except أَنْ قَالُوا That they said, أُقْتُلُوهُ Just kill him. أَوْ حَرِّقُوهُ Or burn him. Look at this angry response. Hmm? That they didn't even think about what Ibrahim was telling them. They got so overcome by their anger by their bias, by their love for their idolatry, for their culture, for their society, that they were blinded by it, and they said, just kill him or burn him. What an irrational response. Kill him or burn him. تحريق is to set something on fire. They said, burn him. And that's one of the worst ways of killing somebody. By burning them. That when they're alive, set them on fire. This is cruelty. حَرِّقُوهُ They said. 
But what happened? فَأَنْجَاهُ اللَّهُ But Allah saved him مِنَ النَّارُ From the fire. Meaning when they threw him in the fire, Allah saved him from the fire. إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَاتِ Indeed in that are surely signs لِقَوْمِ يُؤْمِنُونَ For people who believe. The people of Ibrahim a.s. they built a huge fire. And it was so huge that they couldn't really push him into the fire. They actually had to launch him into the fire from a catapult. Just imagine. They built a catapult and they hurled him into the fire from a distance because that fire was so huge. Because they wanted to make sure that they finished him. They killed him completely. And they won't see any traces of him when he's burnt, when he's dead. But what happened? They threw him. In Surah Al-Safat, Ayah 97-98, we learn, قَالُوا بُنُوا لَهُ بُنْيَانًا فَأَلْقُوهُ فِي الْجَحِيمِ They said, construct for him a furnace and throw him into the burning fire. فَأَرَادُوا بِهِ كَيْدًا فَجَعَلْنَاهُمُ الْأَسْفَلِينَ They intended for him a plan, but we made them the most debased. Because what happened? They threw him in the fire, but did the fire burn him? No, it didn't. Allah told the fire, كُونِي بَرْدًا وَسَلَامٌ You should be about coolness and safety for Ibrahim a.s. They couldn't harm him. Why? Because Allah saved him. They couldn't burn him because Allah saved him. They couldn't take his life away because Allah didn't take his life away. They couldn't cause him to die because Allah decided that Ibrahim should not die at that time. So what does this show to us? People can do whatever they want to harm us, to threaten us, right? But they cannot harm us until and unless Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows. Didn't the Prophet ﷺ say that if the entire nation were to gather together to benefit you, they would not benefit you except with something that Allah has already decreed for you. And if they were to gather together to harm you, they would not harm you except with something that Allah had already decreed for you. So they couldn't burn him because Allah decided that Ibrahim should not be burnt. They couldn't kill him because Allah decided that Ibrahim should not die at that point. What does this show to us? Allahumma la mani'a lima a'taita. Oh Allah, no one can prevent what you give. وَلَا مُعْطِيَ لِمَا مَنَعْتَ And no one can give what you withhold. No one can give us something that Allah decides we should not have. Do we believe in this? Do you believe in this? Do you? Then stop fearing people. Stop fearing the creation. Stop fearing that because of your hijab you'll never get married. Stop fearing that because of your hijab you'll never ever get into a school or you'll never get a job or you'll never have a career or you'll never have a happy life. No. Stop thinking like that. Because who is the giver of provision? Allah. It's not people. It's not things. They can give only when Allah gives. They can take something away only when Allah decrees something should be prevented from us. So it's ultimately Allah's decision that prevails. We have to stop fearing people and we have to start fearing Allah. Allah saved Ibrahim a.s. Allah helped Ibrahim a.s. Because Ibrahim a.s. proved his sincerity to Allah. He proved it. That he was willing to even be thrown into the fire for the sake of Allah. 
And we see that Ibrahim السلام, he was so firm upon the truth, but not once do we find he was harsh with his father. Not even once. So he was sincere to Allah, and he was also someone who wanted good for the people who were around him. He wanted the best for them. What happens is that we start playing victim. We always view ourselves as victims. That I'm the victim in my family. I'm the victim at my workplace. I'm the victim at my school. Ibrahim salam, look at the strength that he has. He is calling his people to tawheed. And then, while he's calling the people to tawheed, not even once do we find him being harsh with the people or being harsh with his father. We learn in the Qur'an how harshly Ibrahim salam's father addressed him. What harsh words he said to him. Such rude words. But Ibrahim salam, what was his response always? Salam, salam, salam. Peaceful words, respectful words. He still made dua for his father. Such are the people who receive Allah's help. Those who are sincere to Allah and those who also want best for people. And so they will sacrifice themselves, their rights. They're willing to suffer themselves, but they will not ever neglect the right of Allah, nor will they neglect the right of people. And such are the people who receive the help of Allah. وَقَالَ And he said, Ibrahim salam said, إِنَّمَا Indeed only, اِتَّخَذْتُمْ You have taken مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ Besides Allah, أَوْثَانًا Idols. These idols that you have taken besides Allah, why have you taken them? You have taken them as مَوَدَّةَ بَيْنِكُمْ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا مَوَدَّةَ Love, affection, بَيْنِكُمْ Between you, فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا In worldly life. Meaning you have taken these idols as gods. Why? Because of the مَوَدَّةَ The love that you have for each other. Meaning because of your love for each other. Meaning you don't worship these idols because you really believe in them. No. Your worship is quite hollow actually. You're worshipping these idols just because this idol worship brings all of you together. It keeps all of you united. It lets you celebrate. It lets you have fun. right? It lets you enjoy worldly benefits. Your community life, your social life revolves around this idol worship. This idol worship is the center of your life. So with this shared aqidah, this shared belief, your mutual love and your friendship, it increases. So basically for good relationships, that is why you worship these idols. Otherwise, you don't really believe in it. You understand? You understand the point over here? That many times people hold on to certain cultural practices or they do certain things not because those things, those actions, those practices are really meaningful. They actually help them. No, they're doing it just because when they will do it, they have an opportunity to do it with somebody else. Right? They'll fit in. They'll fit in the crowd. And if they don't do it, they won't fit in the crowd. So basically, they're doing those things not because those things are important. They're doing it just to be accepted by others. Just for the purpose of good public relations. You understand? Like for example, one individual goes to school not because education is important to them. 
They're going to school because everybody's supposed to. If I don't, then all my friends will be at school and I won't be in school. You understand? So, مَوَدَّةَ بَيْنِكُمْ فِي الْحَيَاةِ dunya. And so many times, we see that, you know, many things that people are so apparently attached to, they hardly have any impact in their lives. Hardly. But why is it that they give so much importance to them? Because it's important, it's necessary for their social life. It's necessary for their community life, for their community involvement, just to be accepted by the people who are around them. So it's basically, you fear for your friendships falling apart. Right? You really want that your friendships, your love for each other, it should continue. And this is the reason why you cling to this idol worship. Out of love and adoration for each other, not for the love of these gods. You're continuing with this idol worship in love and respect of your ancestors, not for these idols. I mean, think about the people of Makkah. Why is it that they held on so strongly to idol worship? Is it because they believed in it? Really? Did they actually think that it was those idols who provided them? No. They knew it was false. Abu Talib, prime example. Why did he cling to idolatry? What was the reason? Huh? In his love for his forefathers. Wasn't it? To be accepted by the people of his time. So here we need to think about something. And what is that? We need to think about our relationships, our friendships also. What is it that has brought me and my loved ones together? Is it just some worldly gain? Or is it something that is going to be a means to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? If it's anything of this dunya, then remember that that friendship, that relationship will end. But if the goal is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then what does it mean then? That friendship, that relationship will be everlasting. Think about it. If a person gets married to another, and their criteria is, oh, this woman is very beautiful. Okay? And that is the reason why they get married. Now what will happen? As the beauty goes away, as the beauty deteriorates, will there be love in that marriage? Not necessarily. People who marry for the sake of money, people who marry for the sake of money, or just for the sake of being married, is that really a good solid reason to choose somebody or to get married? No. Such marriages fall apart very quickly. Very quickly. Because a person was seeking money through that marriage, a person was seeking you know, something material through that marriage, and when they didn't get it, that marriage wasn't important to them anymore. You understand? Likewise, if there's two business partners that come together for the purpose of making profits together, right? then what will happen? As long as they have their profits, their business will continue, their partnership will continue. But as soon as the profits decline, then what will happen? You go your way, I go my way. So remember, that when, whenever we join people in any relationship, in any form of friendship, if it is something material, if the cause is something material, if it is worldly, then remember it will come to an end very quickly, sooner or later. But if the basis, the foundation is deen, then what will happen? That relationship will be eternal. That friendship will be eternal.
then it doesn't matter whether those two people are on the opposite sides of the world. It doesn't matter if one is alive or the other is dead. No, it doesn't matter. That relationship will be everlasting. Remember when the Prophet ﷺ passed away. What did Abu Bakr say? That whoever used to worship Muhammad ﷺ should know that Muhammad ﷺ has died. But whoever used to worship Allah, then remember that Allah is eternal. So whether the Prophet ﷺ is alive or not, we will still worship Allah. Because the goal is not the Prophet ﷺ, the goal is who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You understand? So really we need to think about it. That our friendships, our relationships, what are they founded upon? What is the basis? What is the foundation of these relationships? Is it deen or is it something else? If it's anything else, it's going to fall apart seriously. If you show love to your father just so that you can get money from him, then the moment he loses his job, you're going to say, oh, forget it. But if you love your father because Allah made him your father and Allah made you his daughter, then you will love him whether he gives you money or not. Whether he has a job or not. Whether he has an income or not. Because you love him simply because Allah made him your father. You love him for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Another important thing that we learn over here is that these people, they worship their idols for what reason? For social reasons. For political reasons. Not because they really believed in idolatry. They knew that these idols, we make them ourselves. They saw from their own eyes that when idols were broken, right? it was proven to them that these idols cannot even protect themselves. How can they protect us? They cannot even speak. Right? So it proved to them that idolatry was wrong. But still, they held on to it strong. Why? for political, for social reasons. And here we need to check our intentions also. That why am I religious? Why am I observing religion? Is it really a personal choice? Or is it just so that I can fit in the community? Is it just so that my family is happy with me? My friends are okay with me? The social circle that I have, you know, my friends are okay with me. You know, for example, if I'm wearing the hijab, why? Is it just because all my friends wear it? Or am I doing this for the sake of Allah? Because if the intention is not correct, remember that action will also go away very quickly. He said, you worship these idols simply mawaddata baynikum fil hayatid dunya. It's only in this worldly life. ثُمَّ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ Then on the day of judgment, يَكْفُرُ بَعْضُكُمْ بِبَعْضٍ Some of you are going to deny others. وَيَلْعَنُ بَعْضُكُمْ بَعْضًا And some of you are going to curse others. You're going to curse each other. وَمَأْوَاكُمُ النَّارِ And your abode, all of you together, will be hellfire. وَمَا لَكُمْ مِنْ نَاصِرِينَ And you will have no helpers. In Surah Al-Zukhruf, Ayah 67, Allah says, الْأَخِلَّاءُ يَوْمَئِذٍ بَعْضُهُمْ لِبَعْضٍ Best friends will be enemies to each other on the Day of Judgment. In Surah Al-A'raf, Ayah 37, we learn, كُلَّمَا دَخَلَتْ أُمَّةٌ لَعَنَتْ أُخْتَهَا Each time an ummah, a community will be entered into the hellfire, it will curse its sister nation. Its sister nation, meaning the one preceding it. فَآمَنَ لَهُ لُوطٍ So what happened? Ibrahim السلام, he gave such a powerful message all alone. How many people believed in him? Allah says, فَآمَنَ لَهُ لُوطٍ 
So Lut believed in him. And this is what happens sometimes. That only one person, only one person will agree with you. فَآمَنَ لَهُ لُوتٍ From the entire nation, one individual. وَقَالَ And Ibrahim السلام, said, إِنِّي مُهَاجِرٌ إِلَى رَبِّي Indeed, I will immigrate to my Lord. I'm leaving all of this. I'm going to do hijrah to my Lord. What does it mean by this? I'm going to go to my Lord, meaning I'm going to kill myself and go up there. Inni muhajirun ila rabbi, meaning I am doing hijrah. Muhajir, one who does hijrah, meaning I'm leaving all of this. I'm leaving my nation. I'm leaving the city. I'm leaving my land. Ila rabbi to my Lord, meaning to a place where I can worship my Lord. Because was he able to worship Allah subhanahu wa taala in that land anymore? No, he wasn't. They threw him in the fire. They wanted to kill him. They didn't want to see him. His father said that if I see you again, I'm going to stone you to death. Could he stay there anymore? No, he couldn't. So sometimes this also happens. The price that a person has to pay for holding on to the truth is this. That a person has to leave everything, has to leave everyone. Sometimes that also happens. Ibrahim salam said, I accept it. Because if we have everything in this world, but we don't have Allah's pleasure, then are we successful? And if we have nothing of this world, but at the end we have Allah's pleasure, then are we successful? Yes, we are. Remember, the most, the most important thing in our lives is Allah's pleasure. That is what matters. It's not people's approval. It's not money. It's not career. All of these things, yes, they're good. They're part of life. Allah is the one who's given them to us. But they're not everything. You can still live without them. You can still survive without them. But one thing that we cannot survive without is the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَقَالَ إِنِّي مُهَاجِرٌ إِلَىٰ رَبِّي He said, I will immigrate to my Lord. I am ready to leave this place, to go where I can worship my Lord. A place where my Lord will command me to go. إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْعَزِيزُ الْحَكِيمُ Indeed, He is the exalted in might, the wise. So what happened? Ibrahim a.s. he left Iraq. And he immigrated to Asham. And Lut also, he left Iraq and he went to the greater Syria. Basically, he went to the city of Suddum to do da'wah over there. Alright, let's listen to the recitation. وَالَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا بِآيَاتِ اللَّهِ وَلِقَائِهِ أُولَٰئِكَ يَئِسُوا مِن رَحْمَتِي وَأُولَٰئِكَ وَأُولَٰئِكَ فَمَا كَانَ جَوَابَ قَوْمِهِ إِلَّا أَن قَالُوا قُتِلُوهُ أَوْ حَرِّقُوهُ فَأَنْجَاهُ اللَّهُ مِنَ النَّارِ إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَاتٍ لِقَوْمٍ وَقَالَ إِنَّمَا اتَّخَذْتُمْ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ أَوْثَانًا مَّوَدَّةَ بَيْنِكُمْ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا 